Hey everybody, Jason Rivera here from valueinvestingjourney.com to continue the case study that I brought up on Steiner Leisure, um, ticker STNR, about a month ago before I took a break after from a little bit of burnout. Alrighty, this case study is being done on a company that's about to be bought out and I'm seeing or I'm doing the case study to see if I made a mistake um, about a year and a half ago early 2014 I looked at Steiner and found them to be overvalued I like the business um, thought they had some minor competitive advantages but I found them to be overvalued so I didn't buy them at that time and then I lost interest in them um, stopped following them for almost uh, two years until last month I saw that they were getting bought out by a private equity firm um, so I wanted to go back and do a case study to see if I messed up in my original analysis um, almost two years ago or if the company if the private equity company who's buying Steiner now is making a mistake in buying them out when they're overvalued alright so here we go got all the tabs open like usual on Morningstar um, first off I guess I need to tell you how I did this I went back and reanalyzed the company um, from early January 2014 when I first found them and then I analyzed them now on a preliminary basis using my preliminary analysis checklist which can be um, which is sent to all subscribers value investing journey free subscribers um, so I did that and then I'll make tell you my determinations at the end and then we'll continue the case study from here um, but what I found is last year um, as of January 2nd 2014 the company was worth approximately 723 million dollars um, its market cap was approximately 723 million dollars it paid no dividend its trailing 12-month operating margin was 7% its five-year average operating margin was 8.2% um, the, the total number of shares decreased from 18 million in 2006 to 15 million at the beginning of 2014 or decreases 17% at that time um, all this is great or pretty good the operating margin isn't great the decrease of shares is great and this all can be found in the key ratios tab um, on Morningstar and from here I just used this column right here for the numbers to calculate all the numbers since this is at the end of fiscal year 2013 which is the beginning of fiscal year 2014 um, so if you're following along make sure to reference this um, this year's numbers on this page and also the income statement balance sheet and cash flow pages as well anyways let's get back to the numbers um, book value per share increased I'm 58 a share in 2006 to 26.77 at the end of the year. That's fantastic. An increase of 
in, in that time period. That's incredible. That's always something I love to see, increasing the book value of the underlying shares while decreasing the number of share count um, means that the company is doing great things um, internally, increasing the internal value of the company even if the share price doesn't reflect the internal value. Underlying book value of the shares rise over time. That generally or that means that the company's share price will rise um, about in the same number maybe not at the same time but they will rise eventually if the company keeps continuing to do well um it's roic it's go down a little bit here at trailing 12 month at that point was 10.7 percent and its five-year average before that was 13.3 percent um, pretty good. I look for anything over 10%, so this fits that criteria. Um, same thing with ROE. ROE here, 13.2%, five-year average, 16.9% before this. Um, pretty good, but when ROE is higher than ROIC, it means the company has debt. So um, that's something to look at, and I'll look at that when we get to the financial health page or tab on this page. For now, let's go to the cash flow page. Um, Good free cash flow to sales margin. Anything over 5% means the company is producing a lot of cash um, compared to the amount of sales it has in this case. In this year or at the beginning of 2014, it was producing for every $1 in sales it had, it was producing um, 7.6 cents of free cash. Again, anything over $0.05 cents, um, for every dollar is considered really good. Um, Five-year average FCF to sales margin was 8.9%. Again, great stuff here. Um, now we go to the efficiency ratios tab and look at its cash conversion cycle number. What this number tells you is how fast the company turns its inventory and um, into sales um, for the company. The lower this number is, the better. And this number can be negative for companies like Walmart, Amazon, um, and the like. Um, if you see this number rising over time, you need to figure out why. And if you find out it could be because um, a company has, isn't selling inventory as fast, which is always a bad sign. Because at, if the company is not selling inventory as fast, that it might have to write down the value of some of this inventory, which would destroy value within the company. So you always want to see this number going lower, lower, over, lower over time. Um, and since 2009, it's fallen nominally. Um, I've calculated at that time I calculated its EV to EBIT to be 12.43. Its EV to free cash flow at 11.45. I like to see both these numbers below eight um, because I found that anything below eight means the company is under. Uh, it's a good sign the company is undervalued at least on a relative basis. Um, and it, I, I calculated its earnings yield EV or EBIT to EV earnings yield at 8.1% and its free cash flow to EV earnings yield at 8.7% at that time. I like to see the earnings yield above 10%. So it's, it's close enough and the other numbers are close enough that I would have at that time taken another look at the company, which I did. Um, but on intrinsic valuations, I found them to be overvalued. So I passed at the time. What is the company doing now? 
I did this analysis originally a couple weeks ago and just haven't gotten around, had enough time to do the do this video until now. So keep in mind that um, I'm using the market cap will be different on um, between here and between Morningstar and my numbers. Uh, I, when I did the analysis on September 8th, I, the company had an 18, $818 million market cap. Um, so the company has grown by almost $100 million, at least in terms of market cap, in the last almost two years. But I don't know why, because you'll see here, look at their operating margin in the trailing 12-month period. It's fallen dramatically, and it's negative now by a wide margin. And same thing here with the book value. Look at the book value. It's fallen more than half more than half in just one year from 2014 in 2014 it was $29.74 per share in the trailing 12 month period it's only $14.32 per share that's an incredible loss of value and once we get to the financial we need to figure out why that happened um, because that's shocking and it has nothing to do with the share count share count rising um, I thought maybe it was because they diluted shareholders and um, sold more shares, but that's not the case. They actually have continued to drop, um, decrease their share count in the last year. Um, so that has nothing to do with the drop in the book value per share. Um, and you'll go down here, go back to the profitability tab. You'll see the ROIC and ROE both are negative and by a wide margin and um, the debt we can also see the debt level has risen in the trailing 12 months because the percentage difference between ROE and ROIC is a lot bigger than it was in the beginning of 2014 so before we go any farther let's go here and find out what happened short-term debt hasn't grown hardly at all but long-term debt since 2014 has grown by six percentage points um, not a huge difference um, in terms of balance sheet strength but that does that's where the difference comes in on the ROE and why it's so um, so much worse than the ROIC in the trailing 12 months let's go back to that negative 54.3% versus negative 39.1% the more debt you have, the more um, ROE is mag magnified compared to ROIC. Um, and that works positively and negatively. As you can see here, it magnified it in a negative way. Um, it, can it can magnify it in a positive way as well if the company is doing what it should be doing. Um, which apparently in the last year, Steiner hasn't. And in the last, in the trailing 12 months, it's free cash flow to sales margin has actually dropped as well. Um, in terms of book value, ROIC, ROE, uh, free cash flow to sales, a lot worse company this year than it was almost two years ago. That'll be, um, and that just comes, goes to valuation as well. I calculated, I couldn't calculate it's EV to EBIT or e, EBIT to EV earnings yield because EBIT was actually negative. 
by 161.9 million in um, the trailing 12-month period, which is a massive difference from its EBIT I count or in almost two years ago of 59.6 positive 59.6. So that's a swing of almost negative, uh, more than negative 200 million dollars in less than two years. Again, something we'll need to find out why and what happened in the in the financial reports. Um, but I was able to calculate EV to FCF and FCF to EV because the company did have positive free cash flow. But again, this was lower 44.6 this year or in the trailing 12 month period versus 64.7 at the end of 2013. So what does this mean? Well, the company's worth more on an enterprise value basis, but it's producing less, um, profitability, which means that the company is even more overvalued than it was um, almost two years ago, again, on a relative basis. So this, in the trailing 12-month period, I calculated its EV to free cash flow um, at 19.7 versus two years ago, it was 11.45. Um, that's an increase of eight points and means the company is even more overvalued on a relative basis than it was before. Or almost two years ago. Um, and same thing with FCF to EV earnings yield. It's lower at 5.1% in this time period than it was almost two years ago at 8.7%. So what happened with the shocking loss of value and why is the company being bought out for such a, at, at least on a relative basis, a massive overvaluation, especially compared to two years ago? Well, that's where we will dig into the financial reports and find out um, in the coming weeks what happened and who made the mistake. Um, or am I missing something in the financials? Does it have a lot of NOLs, deferred tax assets, those kind of things that the private equity firm wants to use? Um, that could be the case, um, but we will see. So please uh, let me know of any comments or concerns in the, com in the comment section below. Um, thank you. And to get access to the preliminary analysis checklist that I use every time I evaluate a company, um, go to valueinvestingjourney.com and subscribe to the newsletter for free um, or to the mailing list for free. Um, and this, this checklist I used, not only does it help me evaluate companies, but it helps cut the evaluation time down, which helps me evaluate more companies faster. Um, so if you want this list, if you want this um, checklist, make sure to subscribe to valueinvestingjourney.com. Thank you.